Welcome to the Meet Mediocrity Podcast, Season 5, Episode 15, the 100th century episode of the Meet Mediocrity Podcast. This intro is a little bit different than my normal intro because normally I record the intro to the podcast after I record the actual guest. But today, being that it's the 100th episode, um, my special guest on my 100th episode is my son, Jake Shuckman. Jake um, is one of four boys in our family, and he, like me, has a lot of hobbies. And I thought because this is the 100th episode of the Meet Mediocrity podcast, and this podcast itself is a hobby for me, and this hobby has actually done a lot for me in a lot of different ways, I thought I'd bring on my favorite other hobbyist, my son, Jake, to talk about the importance of hobbies in our lives and just kind of like have a chit chat about it. So um, Jake and I didn't actually even rehearse. We didn't actually share any notes, We but we know each other pretty well. So um, Jake, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Um, I think people are probably uh, laughing right now that, that me and you are just going to sit and talk about our hobbies and the importance of hobbies. But given that this hobby of podcasting is now 100 episodes old, I thought it was a good opportunity to explore hobbies. So, Jake, I'm speaking to you right now while you are actually on a business trip. And, you know, I know you do a little bit of that kind of work hard, play hard thing. Um, but let me ask you a question. Question number one, you're away on a business trip. You're in a hotel. What are you doing at all while you're away that has to do with your hobbies? Well, it's funny that you say that. I, one of my hobbies that I've just started on, especially since I'm now going on business trips, is I started to watch all of the Marvel movies from beginning to end. Uh -huh. So I downloaded a bunch of them onto my iPad. And last night I actually watched Doctor Strange and I have about two or three others downloaded just in case I get time tonight and or on the plane home. So that's that's one of my hobbies. And funny enough, I actually this past weekend was at my buddy's um, in DC and brought my laptop. So I do have my laptop, my personal laptop, which as you know, I play games on. So I may uh, dabble a little in that after we're done with this too. So, so um, first of all, watching Marvel movies is not one of my hobbies. How many Marvel <laughs> movies are there? Uh, you you might be offending some people who are listening right now by not knowing. But, um, you know what? I'm like the oldster here. I'm hopeless. Go ahead. It's there are a lot. There are a lot, and I'm probably about Doctor Strange is probably about a little more than halfway through. I've probably watched like ten now, maybe. Seriously, I think the only the only movie series that I've watched that's more than like three episodes are the Harry Potter movies. So you're already way ahead of me and you're only halfway through. <laughs> so um, you and, and, and so here we are. It's about 10 o'clock at night, Eastern time. I know you're in, in central time zone, so you're, you're an hour behind me. But um, 
we're going to record this podcast and then you're going to play video games or you're going to play uh, computer games on your computer. What kind of games are you going to play? So I, I have, you know, getting a computer has made it much easier to, to get games. Um, you may not know this, but there's this, uh, it's kind of like a, a game client called steam where you can basically download games off of. And, um, uh-huh. you know, basically what I do is I, I, I browse the library look for games that seem interesting. I put them in my uh, wish list. And then the problem with Steam is that once a month about, they start sending you emails like, oh, the game that you were interested in is on sale. So I end up having a lot of different games on my computer that I buy for cheap and try them all out and find ones that I like. So the games that I would probably play, you know, I have a first person shooter game that I do like to play, Apex Legends. I play that with my buddy. Um, But then I also have, you know, like, general manager sports games i have city builder games i have you know it basically runs the gamut gambit from shooting games to financial management to uh building basically (laughs) it's really funny because you know um jake when we were um on covid lockdown uh, about a year ago maybe a little more than a year ago um you came back home and and lived with uh, us here um and we played a lot of board games so you're you're a gaming person but the thing that's interesting is you've talked about computer games we played a lot of board games um you talked about marvel movies but jake man we're sports people. Like you haven't even mentioned sports stuff yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I actually, now that we're on this topic, I actually just, uh, re-downloaded a game on my phone where I'm the GM of a sports uh, team and it's a, it's a good time killer, but it's just complex enough that it, that it piques my interest. (laughs) So, you know, I mean, I was thinking about, you know, things that, you know, we have in common, right? So we we both are huge sports fans. In fact, um, you often scold me for being um, a fan of the Mets, Jets, Islanders, and Knicks. And you are now going on almost, you know, a year away from 30 years old. And that means you've lived through 120 sports seasons and haven't had a winning team yet. Well, that's, that's why I play all these GM games, because if I'm not going to get it in real life, I might as well get it for myself. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, other than going to other than going to sports, you and I, how many, how many sports events do you think that we've been to together? <laughs> I, I, I'd I say at know. least a hundred. Easily. I, I feel like easily hundred. I mean, if you think about all the Mets games we've been to, think about all the Islanders games we've been to, you think about all the golf tournaments we've been to, yeah. like it's it, minor league baseball games. Like it's, it, I, I, I college games. It's, yeah, that's I right. don't even know. It's, it's the, <laughs> the more I think about it, the more the numbers, the more than yeah, it's probably, it's like probably multiple hundreds. Exactly. Um, exactly. So, so we're both big sports fans. We both enjoy fantasy sports. So we both have had fantasy, fantasy sports teams. Although yes, I'll admit it. Like over the past few years, you and I have teamed up on fantasy football. So you can manage my team. I delegated. Um, we like to watch sports. We 
bet a little bit on sports. Um, you, we both run like half marathons, um, sport, and you play a lot of team sports as well, right? You play soccer, basketball. So you and I have a lot of hobbies. Um, you know, I, I, now, now I'm really into photography and I'm, I'm into yoga and, and I've always been into cycling, but Jake, let's kind of shift gears for a second. Like what, why, why are we so into hobbies? Like, why are we so, what, what is, you know, my father used to make fun of me for being into hobbies. He'd be like, you know, you're supposed to be working. Like, why are you playing? Like, you know, your life is about work. And I think a little bit of that was a generational thing. But hobbies are a lot more than just fun things to do. There are a lot of wellness benefits to them. What do you think, Jake, are some of the benefits you get from your hobbies? Well, I think I think that's interesting to think about because I mean even if you even if you look at something like me playing shooting video games like I usually don't play shooter games unless I'm playing with my friends and right there is you know that's it's a way to get with my friends it's a way for me to stay in touch with people who are not necessarily close to to where I live who I don't get to see very often um and then and then on top of it I think you know especially if you think about all the hobbies I was talking about, I, I like to choose things that kind of challenge me in different ways. Mm-hmm. So it kind of helps me, you know, in some ways it helps me keep my brain sharp because, you know, I'm not just sitting here mindlessly f- playing any type of game. You know, I, we've played, we've been playing chess for a while too. We didn't even mention that. Chess oh, that's is a great, right. Chess is a great brain activity. We didn't um, mention chess, Jake, because you're way better than me at it. <laughs> <laughs> Although I play, I, I played two, I played two chess games on the couch tonight, and I won them both. Uh, so a two, a two game, a two match winning streak in chess is big for me. If if you're worried about us talking about hobbies that are better than you at, we probably shouldn't mention golf either. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the difference between chess and golf is I don't think I taught you how to play chess. <laughs> and I definitely taught you how to play golf. So the fact that you're a better golfer than me means I'm still an excellent golf teacher. So there you go. I'm, I'm glad, glad you being... found a win. I'm glad you found a win there for that. Um, <laughs> but but I do. But but going back to what we were talking about, you know, I do kind of think that in a lot of ways, a lot of the hobbies that we like to do, they're not just ways for us to. We're not just sitting around and being lazy. We're not we're, just passing we're, time. Exactly. We're, we're finding things that, that we enjoy, but also things that, that might challenge certain skills or, or help keep other, or help to keep other skills fresh that we might not always use, or we use in, in, in ways that are maybe not as much fun, for example, like, like work, for example. Right. Do your, how do you like there is something to the fact that hobbies can actually enhance your standing and your abilities at work. So look, hobbies are important. Work is important. Doing well at work is important because if you do well at work, you probably enjoy work more and maybe you even make more money if you're lucky. Um, so do your hobbies ever intersect with work, even, even conversationally or skill building wise? 
Um, I mean, for sure. I was, I was just at dinner on today, uh, talking about some of my hobbies, talking about sports, talking about, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the higher up people in, in our business, uh, are big into golf. So that's an easy conversation starter. Um, and, and I also kind of feel like, you know, I kind of, I, I do like to do work that is challenging for me. I do obviously like to do work that makes good money, but I feel like my main goal with work is that I want to do something that I enjoy, but I also want to use it to help me. You know, it's it's a means to get to the stuff that I enjoy. It's a means to help me. You know, I I I I have the job that I have, and it and it allows me to buy these games on Steam and try different ones out. It allows me to take days off and go on golf trips. It, you know, it's I was just in D.C. this weekend, and part of the thing we did was we went to Five Iron and and played golf on a simulator. So I like using work as a way to get you know enhance my hobbies, but also use my hobbies to help me advance at work as well. So the old saying you should work to live, not live to work is actually what you're saying here. If you, if you work and you do a good job and you make good money, then you can use the, the, the work to do the things you love to do, which may not make money, but there have a lot of other benefits to them. Yeah, definitely. For sure. You know, I had this, um, this, when I started this podcast, Jake, I was thinking to myself, you know, I like talking to people about things that make us happy and well, like that was kind of wellness and, and not wellness only meaning like working out, but wellness being just overall happy. And over the course of a hundred episodes, I've spoken to everything from triathletes to um, yoga trainers to meditation gurus, um, to dietitians and to just regular people who enjoy different things. And to me, what it's given me is like a really deep perspective on people. And I don't know, Jake, I just think that for the most part, people just Okay, there are certain exceptions to this, but I think for the most part, people just want to be happy. They just want to be happy. And everyone I speak to, by the way, not everyone I speak to is happy, but almost everyone I speak to is striving for some level of happiness. And you listen to all these people who, you know, get massages and do meditation and do yoga and, and do Reiki healing. And they're all looking for some level of happiness to me, Jake, whether your hobby is watching Marvel movies or playing golf or, you know, kind of anything reading books, if it makes you happy, I think all, everything else is secondary. What's your take? I mean, I know it's a little bit mushy there, but what's your take on that? Yeah. I mean, I, I also think that it's, I do think it's slightly, it's definitely changing with the times. And I think I will say like you, as my parent, you are kind of young for your age and <laughs> or, or for where you are in life. And, you know, I have a lot of parents who are much older than you are. So right, right. Yeah, all yep. those parents that are listening, but yep. um 
and and you kind of are in the middle there where you had a parent who was in the generation where the most important thing was work and succeeding in work and a big thing with especially even the generation younger than me is that work is not the most important thing in your life and a lot of people are starting to you know leave jobs that they're not happy with a lot faster than they would in the past. Uh, people are, people are looking for, for ways that they can get that work-life balance. And, and to people, the most important thing now is, is being, being happy with themselves. I mean, even, even look at things like mental health, people talking about mental health and people talking about going to therapy and stuff like that so much more. It's all about how, how can I be the happiest and best person that I am? It's so much more at the forefront now than it was um, where work used to be the most important thing. You know, they talk about, and I actually had an episode on what, what everyone at work is calling the great resignation. Mm-hmm. Um, people are, are, as you say, quitting jobs that aren't fulfilling to them, that aren't making them happy. Even if it's an upwardly mobile career, even if it's a career that that presents you know opportunities to make good money or to uh, gain new skills, people are resigning, and it's that I think people of my generation are looking at people of your generation, saying, "How do we keep them? How do we keep them?" And and I, I almost feel like there's a little bit of grasping at straws, like, "Well, let's give them more money. Let's give them more time off. Let's give them more access to." You know whether it's mental health or 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 gym pass or or you know discounted Peloton bikes. Like, what can we give them to make them stay at work? And I think what you're saying is, it's not throwing it. I mean, throwing things at you know employees is nice, but there's more to it than that. Yeah, def- there's definitely much more to it than that. Um... And the great resignation, I think, is a is a very I don't know if you came out with that on your own, but I like that term a lot. Um, I know that there are so many companies out there that have the typical, you know, nine to five minimum, and everyone's and, and everyone's leaving those jobs. Everyone everyone's looking for jobs where they can spend more time doing the things they want to do rather than being forced to forced to work. And not only that, it's also look at. A great example right now is with returning to the office, which is the huge topic that everyone has right now. And one of the big reasons that people don't want to go into the office is for, you know, it gives them more time to do all the things that they want to do. You don't have to spend an hour to two to two hours a day commuting to the office. That lets you spend more time at home. You know, between meetings, I can throw dishes in the dishwasher. I can, I can do some laundry and then that frees up even more time for me to be able to do the things that I want to do rather Mm -hmm. than spending it, you know, doing ancillary things to work. You have to be careful in certain jobs though, because, um, you know, I I think of, of like, uh, healthcare workers. I, I had lunch last weekend with a, um, person who was a registered nurse and she left that field. Um, for her, you know, work was pretty clear. You showed up for your shift. You left at the end of your shift. You didn't take work home with you because you were a, a shift worker. Um, one of the one of the risks of working at home all the time is your computer is always with you and your phone is always with you. And there's a a temptation to answer an email or to pick up a phone call. Um, Jake, I know you struggle with that sometimes. You know that finding that balance of when do I accept 
an after hours conference call and when do I say I have, you know, another appointment, even if that appointment is watching a Marvel movie or meeting a friend for a round of golf. Like how, how do you, how do you deal with that, that conflict? You know, it's definitely, it's definitely tough. And as you know, I just recently took this new job in October. So it's been five or six months now. And the previous job I was working at was almost exclusively, even even post COVID when I was remote, you know, nine to five, eight thirty to four thirty, and then that was basically the end of the day. And now I've kind of come into a field where it's more like, you know, you kind of got to be around the computer from eight to six, and or and sometimes like you're saying even later. I just think it's it's definitely tough and and hard for hard to manage sometimes, but. You know, I still try and make the most of my free time and and make sure that I'm not wasting time on the weekends when I when I don't have to be. I, I you know, I just try my best to make sure that I spend my free time doing what I want to be doing and not and not spend it hovering around the computer as best I can. So what we what we've come to here, Jake, is the fact that like really look. We're using hobbies as an example. It could certainly be relationships with your children or, or your significant others, um, or, you know, or other family members or friends. I mean, but hobbies as a thing we can do for the most part on our own. With we we don't have to have other people involved in hobbies. I mean, some hobbies you do. It's hard to play tennis by yourself, but. Um, it, what we're saying is that hobbies are actually a represent, uh, kind of like a, a representative of like f- doing things that make us happy. And, you know, in the work world, especially in, in jobs that aren't shift jobs, employers are going to have to figure out ways to let people do their hobbies and to 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 foster their relationships and to grow themselves as people outside of the workplace if they don't do that the workplace itself won't be successful at all i i do think that companies are starting to realize that especially in the post covid world where people are much more at home and you know the amount of meetings that you have where someone's kid is walking in someone's got to let the dog out i think i think companies are starting to look at that much closer and and i mean i've i joined my new job and the first thing was all about all of these extra perks that you get from working not not only just discounts and things like that but also you know you need to talk to someone for mental health you can talk to someone you need to talk to someone domestic abuse all of that stuff it's it's anything they're they're trying to get in touch with people in ways outside of just the office because in in the same way that companies used to compete with each other in maybe pay they're starting to realize you know one company starts making the shift one way everyone's going to lag behind unless they jump in on the on the race mhm so let's look ahead so i'm starting to think about um you know i'm getting to a point in my career where you know i feel like I would call it kind of like either the last or the second to last chapter of my career versus where you are, which is much earlier in my career. And I um, very much want to focus on 
wellness related hobbies. So, I mean, look, I'm going to keep playing golf, even though I don't know if that's wellness because it drives me crazy, but um, I'm focusing a lot on wellness hobbies. So things that get me out in nature, things that keep me moving, you know, walking, hiking, yoga, um, th- you know, cycling, things that keep me moving and and things that keep me mentally sharp. So reading, um, you know, a, a photography, uh, thing, things that, you know, cre- um, focus on my creative side. So to me, it's less about um, just kind of fun stuff and more about things that keep me physically and mentally well and sharp. Um, as you look forward, Jake, over the next kind of like, call it year or two, um, when you might actually have more demands on your job than you will at many points in your career because of, of where you are in your career, um, and let alone forget about relationships and the pressures of all the relationships, where do you think you're going to primarily focus your energies as it relates to hobbies in the next kind of year or two? You know, that's a good question. Um, and to be honest, that type of question has kind of indirectly been at the front of my mind because, hmm. you know, as you know, I've been thinking a lot about moving for yep. for a while. And yep. part of my part of my desire to move is because I want to be somewhere where I can do more stuff within nature. Mm-hmm. And on top, on top of that, I'm, I will say, I'm also, you know, like you, like we said before, I'm about to turn 30. So I'm at the point in my life where, you know, this is kind of where you develop yourself and the the type of life that you're going to live for the rest of your life. You know, you get yep. set in your ways when you're my age and it's hard to change once you get older. So yep. um, being outdoors more is definitely something at the front of my mind. I've been, I've been thinking about uh, picking up some winter sports, actually. That's been something I've been talking about a little bit too, um, because we you, never did that before. But so. you're not going to pick up skiing, Jake, because you and I suck at those kind of sports. You know, I, I would like to give it a shot. I feel like I haven't done it yet, but and if I don't do it by the time I turn 30, I feel like I'm definitely missing something. But well, don't um, call don't call me if you break your leg, bud. <laughs> you know, you know your brother was still, you know, you remember this your the call I got from your brother two years ago when he's like, I was snowboarding and I hit a tree, right? So I don't want any more of those phone calls, Jake. Oh man. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll do, I'll do my best. I'll do my best. That's all I can say. But I think, I think I'm trying to focus more on, you know, like you're saying, doing this, doing stuff that isn't just lazy. It's doing, I like, I like doing things that challenge me and I want to continue to do things that challenge me, whether it's physically or mentally. So I think, I think the, the message here, and, and thanks for that, because Jake, what you what I'm hearing you say, and what I think what I'm saying is hobbies should come without pressure. If they're not bringing you whatever fulfillment you need at that point in your life, drop them, move on to the next one. And, you know, you're, you're, you're at a potentially an inflection point in your life. You're, you're turning 30, you know, you're looking at, at, you know, your job and where you live and what you do. And, and you're looking at it kind of with a fresh lens. I'm doing the same thing. And I think, you know, I'm, I was looking back, like, you know, I, I did a 
a half Ironman triathlon when I was 55. And that's kind of what one of the things that prompted me to start this podcast. I don't know if I'm going to do another triathlon, just not into it. And maybe I'll get into it again one day, but I'm just not into it. Um, Jake, I remember when, when you played Little League Baseball and I used to coach your teams and I used to love coaching. I don't know if I'm going to coach any more Little League Baseball teams. Like, like hobbies can come and go to suit where you are in your life. And as long as they're bringing you some of the benefits we discussed, whether it's physical fitness or mental wellness or improving your, your relationships with friends and others, if it's not doing that for where you are in your life, drop it, reconsider, move on to something that does something for you. And I, I think it's interesting that you say that because one thing that you say a lot about me is that I have a lot of hobbies. And I feel like that's because that's how I always look at my hobbies. When I when I get tired of something, when I get, when that when something's not doing it for me anymore, I just jump right into the next thing. I'm not gonna sit there and and try and force myself to to enjoy something just because you know, it's the cool thing or it's something that someone says, says that it's their favorite thing. So I would stick it out. You know, I, I love, I love jumping around and finding new things that kind of get, get me going basically, you know? Well, that's, that, that's a, that's a perfect segue, Jake, into, to what's going to be my last question. I'm going to ask it to me first so you can listen and then you can answer the question second. So I want so I want you to name, I'm going to name first, a current hobby that I'm reconsidering whether, you know, whether I maintain it and a hobby that I either don't do or I do very little that I want to do much more. So we're going to name one each. Um, for me, the hobby that I'm reconsidering is actually the Beat Mediocrity podcast. And I'm not saying I'm going to drop it, I'm, but, but I'm reconsidering it. You know, guest after guest after guest, this is the 100th episode. I've met a lot of very interesting people and have learned a lot of useful wellness tips for myself. How the, how, how the Meet Mediocrity podcast um, moves forward after this um, season, which has a few episodes left in it, to be determined. I will certainly be taking a break after this season to reassess that. So that's the one hobby that takes a good amount of my time now, and 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 I will be re- reevaluating. Um, the hobby that I don't do much of, but I want to do much more of, believe it or not, is yoga. And the reason is, is every time I do yoga, I feel good for the rest of that day and the next day, both physically and mentally. I can't understand if something makes me feel good physically and mentally, why do I only do it once every week or once every other week? I should be doing it every day or every other day. So I'm going to name yoga. I have lots of others, but I'm going to choose one yoga as one thing that I want to do much more of um, as as in, in the hobby space. So Jake, I've given you a moment to think about it. A hobby mm-hmm. you're going to reconsider that you currently spend a good amount of time on and a hobby you might want to do more of that you don't do a lot of today. So the hobby I probably should reconsider that I'm not going to reconsider is eating. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but um, a hobby that I want to reconsider, you know, 
it's funny because not I don't think a lot of people know that I do this hobby. I, I know I've talked to you a little bit about it, but there's this uh this is like so random here that no one's gonna understand, but there's this league that I'm in where basically you do different tasks. You're 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 an athlete. You're I'm a baseball player in this league, and you do different tasks to earn points and basically upgrade your player throughout seasons. And they yep. and they simulate the games live on uh, Twitch. And to be honest, I joined that because it kind of scratched the itch of you know being a little being pretending to be a professional baseball player and work your way up. And as I've gotten closer to, you know, I guess you could say the prime of my player's career, I've kind of realized that it doesn't necessarily give me that same, uh, that it doesn't scratch that itch as much as it did in the past. Mm -hmm. So, and, and part of the reason I'm still doing it is I don't necessarily want to let my team down and the, and the people that I've met, I've met some people through that and they, and they're really great people and I I don't want to let them down, but part of me is considering letting that go because it kind of takes up my time and doesn't give me as much uh, enjoyment as mm-hmm. it used to. Um, in terms of hobbies that I would like to do more, I, I can't say winter sports anymore because you kind of guilted me out of that. But um, <laughs> one thing, one thing that, you know, similar to what you were saying about yoga though, um, I was sitting there thinking of my thing and I was like, well, all this stuff he's saying about yoga, where it makes him feel, it makes him feel good when he does it and he feels better the next day about it. Um, it made me think of hiking and mm-hmm. not just necessarily hiking though, because, you know, Hiking is a lot of fun. And when I'm out there doing it, it's great when uh, it's leading up to it. And I'm thinking about after a long work week, I'm gonna have to wake up early and then drive a couple hours to go hike. You know, it always like throws me off and then I do it and I'm like, this is awesome. I can't wait to do this again. But the hobby that I think I'm going to choose, which is similar to that is camping. I've talked about it a lot with my, with my girlfriend and Uh we've wanted to look into, you know, ways to get into camping a little bit. I've never done it. I've only done it once before, not with any of my own equipment. And um, I guess that kind of also plays into the fact that I'm hoping to move somewhere where I can be a little close, more, more close to nature. So I I'm going to go it. with, I'm going to go with camping. Just promise me. You're not going to like build out a van and drive around, <laughs> drive around the country in like a random van. You keep, you keep telling me that I can't do things that my brothers did. So, uh, <laughs> I'll try not to. but actually Jake, um, I love what you just said, because you know, that I love the outdoors. Um, you know, that I, I'm actually, um, looking at a second home, which may one day become my only home, which is out in nature. You know, that I was out in Colorado this week hiking and just had the best time ever. And Jake, the nice part about being outdoors and hiking, uh, you know, if you live in the right place, you don't have to drive an hour or two to get there. Right. Mm -hmm. So you have, and the second thing is um, hiking can be a winter sport too. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you combine camping and hiking and, and you really have like the full gamut of outdoorsmanship. And I didn't know you were thinking this way, but I have a high school friend who I follow on Instagram, who's doing that very same thing, you know, um, hiking, um, down and camping, uh, along the Appalachian trail. Mm-hmm. And I love watching his, his Instagram videos. He's, a, he's amazing. So, um, I may have someone to hook you up with to uh, give you some pointers. That, that sounds good. And, and I do want to say, I feel like this might turn people off, but I feel like this, that everything we're saying is kind of why golf is one of the 
most slept on hobbies. People think it's so boring, but I feel like it kind of captures every single thing we're talking about. It's a little bit of physical, a lot of mental, and you get to hang out in the outdoor in the most beautifully manicured places on earth for four hours. And that's why, that's why I think we love golf so much because it challenges us in, in, mentally physically and we get to be outdoors that that's actually not a turnoff jake i actually agree agree with that wholeheartedly and listen even when we take a golf cart and we don't walk 18 holes you still get 10,000 steps in a round of golf if you exactly. walk it if you walk it you're probably getting closer to you know 16 18,000 steps um so it's a great thing it's outdoors the only thing is if if we didn't have to actually hit the damn ball and 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 get a low score then it would be the perfect activity but anyway um jake thank you so much for being my 100th episode guest on the meet mediocrity podcast of course i mean it's about time <laughs> It took a hundred episodes to get you to join, to ask you to join. Um, what number son am I on the podcast? Um, let's see. The only other son who had a full episode was Connor. Um, so you're the second son to have a full episode. I did have that one episode where I interviewed all, all four of you for, for like 10 right, minutes. Right. Um, but Jake, you know what? You're the second born. You were the second one to have a, uh, full podcast episode. So what can I tell you? Always number two. I, <laughs> I guess I'll take it. <laughs> Love you, Jake. <laughs> Love you too. All right. Take care. Um, so everyone, that was the, that was Jake, my son, the, the 100th guest on the meet. Well, I wouldn't say 100th guest because I have had some episodes with more than one guest and some episodes where I was the only guest, but the guest that I chose to be my guest on the 100th episode of the meet mediocrity podcast. And, and look, here's the wrap up on this. The reason Jake and I talked about hobbies and talked about hobbies in the context of work is very simple. Um, I started the Meet Mediocrity podcast about two years ago as a hobby. It's still a hobby, and it's incredibly fulfilling to me. Um, it's taught me a lot about myself. It's taught me. It's it's enhanced my creativity, um, whether it's Instagram posts or, or or podcast episodes or the video series I did on YouTube. So it helped me grow um, creatively. Um, it helped me grow from a wellness perspective because meeting all the guests that I met to, to have taught me so many things about meditation and yoga and training and diet and so many things um, has really made me a better person. And, um, you know, it's, it's, to me, it's a hobby and you do it to make yourself happy. You do it to make yourself a better person. You work to live. You don't live to work. And with that, everyone, thank you for listening to Meet Mediocrity Podcast, episode season five, episode 15, the 100th episode. And for that, uh, with that, let me say once again, everyone to keep smiling, stay healthy and stay well. Take care, everyone. <laughs>